and a lot of I think it's the driving too it might also it adds to the how tired I am so it makes me a little scratchy you um, run an AC maybe as well in the car that's not good for you right which one? Oh, the Are AC right? yeah. yeah I don't know mm-hmm. yeah because the air is really dry and so I did uh, I think it was Wednesday I did Solvang with Brian oh. Regan yeah. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I did Irvine, and tonight is Sunday, and I am doing uh, Oxnard, uh, the, the PAC. And, That's a week. Yeah. Yeah, it's an awesome week. And Brian Riggins' new stuff is adorable and hilarious and awesome. He does not, he is a meat and potatoes guy. Right? Yeah. So he has started doing material, and I've known him now, I think, 10 years, right? Yeah. And, um, he has started doing material about the foods he doesn't enjoy, and it, in a in a very Brian Regan way. So the the writing's great, and then it's just this physical like, don't make me, <laughs> and you're like nobody's making you, and he's like you're wrong, someone's making me, and but I don't want to ruin the bit, right? So it's and because it's not really about that, but that's yeah. the vibe, right? Because I, I, I don't want to blow, just you get a chance to see Brian Regan do the standing up of comedy. Uh, do not <laughs> run. Don't don't walk. Jackie, he looks so Irish now. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, the, the classic to me Irish guy, older guy, is a ton of white hair, right? Like, right. they don't go bald. They, they keep, the, uh, my dad was that way. My uncle was that way. Like the Ted Kennedy, you know, had Bobby and JFK lived, they would have had like a giant head of thick white hair. And so uh, Brian has that. And uh, he. But he it is stone cold white. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, never never he does not Irish it. looking yeah. before. Like to me, Irish looking before was like Conan, right? But there's also the older Irish guy, which is the, just that fucking thick white hair. And he, <laughs> I a picture of him, I'm like, oh my God, he's family again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! He has this joke about his little brother too. His youngest brother had red hair. Yeah, and um, and I'll just tell you the setup, which is you know, and red hair. And he's the uh, Terry. His youngest brother is the youngest of eight because he because uh, Brian has Brian's fourth of eight. Shit. Yeah, wow. super Irish and yeah. Irish Catholic. That's the and last so, generation of Irish people that had a ton of kids. That you know those those Irish parents like my yeah. ex boy one of eight as well they were the parents were from ireland one of nine actually it, it yeah. was like we were we were considered uh you know my mother died before she could have the other three uh, <laughs> and so we had six <laughs> and uh so the um but the yeah it's just this whole thing about how when you're in that big of a family you get pushed around by your older siblings and that energy has to go somewhere and it went down and he has no idea how Terry lived uh, because <laughs> he was the youngest and he had red yeah. hair and he was just like, you know, red hair is amazing. Did we tell him that? No, no, of course not. <laughs> and um, so it was, um, it's, it's another 
rape it. That's, uh, oh, that's cool. I think that one might be cool. that. I, it's either on his last Netflix special, or it's it's ready for prime time. Right, it's ready right. for next album. So cool. Um, I am. Uh, I'm getting texts from people. Um, I am uh, in Toronto, and um, that's awesome. Know, I love it. <laughs> yeah, there's. Okay, so there's a million events happening this weekend. So uh, all the the drivers in the driving industry, which is, this is a huge industry, just taking artists to venues. It's like right. a full job that people have for 40 years, right? Yeah. Like when I was here in April, we were based in Toronto, but we kept doing shows that were like an hour or two away. And we had one driver the whole time and he'd like, he'd driven the Rolling Stones and he had stories about all these musicians and stuff, right? So you're not dealing with Uber drivers. You're dealing like with professional van drivers and stuff. Yeah. That used to loading equipment and whatever. So, so anyway, a lot of shit's happening in Toronto this week. So they're, they have a shortage, right? There's not that oh, many available. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so they're, you know, they're, they're like, we're all several, we'll have several comics in a van at many different venues at different times. So the pickup times are like it crazy early. <laughs> like, you know, like uh, I have a seven o'clock show. It's a 5 p.m. pickup. I was like, but, but no, please. I don't no. want to be at a comedy club for an hour and a half. With, you know, where and, and is it? Noise. Is it a comedy club or is it walkable? Yeah, to yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, is it walkable? Uh, no, but I think I'll just take an Uber for my own sanity, you know? Right, right. That's worth every dime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just I'll get there at six thirty like a normal comic, and then we will live our lives. I will not. Yeah. Have, you will not have had to sit around for an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It 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 makes my show worse because I just start getting in my like I need my little private little cocoon time in my hotel room where everything's quiet and it's right before the show, so I have my energy up, and that's what I that's what I need, and so I uh, am going to make sure I have that. I didn't. Oh, and then on Thursday. <laughs> Was the um the venue was on um there's a street called Dundas D U N D A S Dundas Dundas and um it's super long as many streets are in Toronto like <laughs> miles long in major cities yes, yes they're long long Toronto. cities I think Queen Street is like the one of the longest in the world right but it's split into two east and west I don't know why they just don't start the numbers at zero and just keep going up why cities in general. Do all right. We're gonna we or we're stopping in the midway, and now we're calling this one West Dundas, and we're starting at one again. Okay. And um, so, Jackie, what are you doing with your hair? I'm just I'm I I have to be with my hair. It hurts. Anyway, go. <laughs> <laughs> but just my the, story the, it's not that I'm not saying that this the length of street streets is not a compelling narrative. I want to hear it, but. Uh, I did have to do something with my. Can't hair. Wait to, right. I can't wait to hear your little story. Okay? I know my little story is 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 just as it's it's uh, it has a Chipotle in it. You want to? Okay, you keep going. Here, let's hear it. I don't even know where it was anymore. It doesn't Thursday. Matter. It's a long. Story, no, it's a long. It's a long street. It's Thursday. Let me do some foreshadowing. I think you did some foreshadowing. I'm gonna guess. Dropped you off in the wrong part of it. Yes, drop me off <laughs> in. in uh, East Dundas, that address, where well, we pulled up to a house. It's like, oh, I don't think this is the rock <laughs> <club I'm in." laughs> 
And Asko and her husband Ryan were in the car, and they were also super late to their show. And uh, so it, it just like it was like a, you know, we were thirty minutes late instead of an hour early. Right, right. <laughs> and just like immediately get up on the stage, and I was, you know, I'm like, can I? I need my time. I need my little my little pockets of time where I organize yeah. myself and get centered. So, right, because it's it turns out there it's a job. There's a task. There is some yeah. prep. Yeah. Yeah. It's not it's not just hey walk out of a you know a limo and onto the stage and wackiness ensues. Yeah, uh, you have to Oh, you that's need... for some people. There's believe me, there's limo acts, but I'm a van act. That's what I've right. learned in my <laughs> well, Right. Well, the van act doesn't allow you the solo time. A limo act, you are right, allows you you're alone in a limo. You put that yeah. thing up in between you and the guy right. in the front. You don't have to talk to that person. Yeah. And you can you can do you can look at you can stare deeply into your set list. You know, the first time I opened for uh, Brian, um, the Live Nation guy, uh, I was looking at my set list before I went up. I was pacing and looking at my set list. I was pacing and looking at my set list. That is my mo. And right. so then I went up, and I turns out it's stand up comedy, so I did well. Uh, I had been doing it for some time. So I get off stage and uh, Brian goes up and um, the Live Nation guy, really sweet guy, but hilarious first line to, for him to say. He was like, Brian and I were really worried that you that it was not going to go well because of how deeply you were looking at your set list. And I'm like, I doubt that. I doubt that Brian Regan doesn't know what a comic looking at their set list looks yeah, like. Yeah, I, I think he roped <laughs> Brian into his uh, opinion. Uh, right, into his, yeah, into his tiny panic of what yeah. it was going to be like. Because it was my first time opening for him, so maybe they thought uh, that my brain was not attached to my mouth, that I was always just going to start, cunt, fuck, suck, you know, <laughs> what, I, what, no. There's a nine-year-old in the though, second row. You're tempted, obviously, every I time <laughs> on stage, you when they, you it, used to, it, it used to throw me a little bit. I used to be like, am I, be careful, be careful. I used to actually think that. And now I'm like, okay, it's fine. You don't have to swear. I just pick, uh, and I pick chunks that aren't cursy. Yeah. And, and of course, obviously no sex and no bodily functions, you know. You know, my big poop chunk. I have no big poop chunk. I have a big poop chunk that comes out of my butt sometimes. Hi, I've been alone for hours. <laughs> I love. I don't want to hear this. You and Kyle, no. synchronized swimming, went down with both of your heads. Yeah, because guess what? At least I'm talking about a street. You're talking about <gasps> shit. And you're saying these are equal conversationally. Uh, no, they're not. Okay. That isn't my story. That isn't my story. I was going to tell you because it is comparable to getting there super early. Because Solvang, I stayed. I had a I had a hotel. I stayed. Uh, there was kites. There was fudge. It was a beautiful Danish town that I thought was Dutch. Anyway, no one was happy that I mixed that up. And then um, I didn't mix it up on stage, which is good. But mm -hmm. um, so Solvang is approximately two and a half, three hours from where I live. And so I do that. And then the next day I drive home and then I have to drive to Irvine. And this mm -hmm. is on a Thursday. And so to get there for a 7.30 show and you want to be there at like 7. Oh, God. 6.45. There's no good time to leave Los right. Angeles to get to Irvine. So I left at 2. 
that seems like a bad I got there at 4, 4.30. And that happened, I think it was, yeah. I think, yeah, Thursday and Friday it happened that it took two and a half hours. It only takes an hour, six, one hour, less than 10 minutes to get back home. Because that's 10 o'clock at night. But, um... So, but for three days, I've been back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then tonight is Oxnard, which is only an hour from where I live. And and then I come home and I'm done. Nice. Nice. But, uh, I, but I did, there was a, a boat ton of sitting around where I went to, yeah. like, it's, it's right, it's on UC Irvine, yeah. the Barclay Theater. And so I went across the street to where there was a Trader Joe's and a fake target and a, and a bunch of boba places. Cause it's for college kids. Right. Yeah. There's literally like six restaurants that sell boba tea. Boba and- disgusting. And I didn't know things were going to be coming up in my throat when I took a, I took my first <laughs> bra and I almost vomited. Right. There is tapioca, little tapioca balls on the bottom of it. And you have to know going in, you could say, Shocking. I don't want any pudding on the bottom of my milk tea. If you could hold never, the pudding. No, nope. <laughs> that's not pudding. First of all, that's not pudding. It's little balls. And went <laughs> it's right tapioca. My it was terrifying, and I'm never going back in. I, I won't make that request. I can't, think they can't tried to assassinate it. me. <laughs> they did. Anyway, but I did listen to a book on tape that I'm almost done with because it's been a, you know, three hours of driving every day, which is why my throat is a little scratchy, I think. Uh-huh. Even though it's been super fun. One night, Brian likes to hang out, you know, afterwards, and he has a tour bus, so you he can hang out and then go home uh, and fall asleep uh, on his bus. So, not last night, but the night before, uh, Gary Brightwell and oh, came down, because yeah, Gary Brightwell opens for him too. So yeah. Gary Brightwell and his girlfriend or wife, a uh, very nice woman, uh, they came and um, they all, after, right after the show, they went and saw Sam, Sam Morrill. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was at the improv. Okay. And uh, Blair Sochi opened for him. That's the interesting part of that story for me. I don't know. I mean, I've met Sam. He, uh, yeah. He's nice, he's, guys. Funny and right. uh, during the pandemic, he kind of did he self released a couple things and that really sort of pushed him. Oh, uh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah. And uh, he has a podcast with Mark Norman where they get people drunk and uh, and then they talk to them. So, You're not- uh, well, and that's clearly just jealousy, that's why I don't want to go see some <laughs> So, I didn't, I didn't go, they all went, and um, and I just drove home because it was an hour. To drive yeah. home, and I had been in my car all day. And then um, last night, though, we went across the street to the to the college kid mall, and we went to a weird r- restauranty bar that had the the split happy hours. You know how happy hour used to just be like three to six. It's happy hour, and now there's a three right. to six and a nine to close. <laughs> especially, especially in a college, all you know. the hours. <laughs> yeah, there's like essentially from six to nine, you have to pay full price, okay. and uh, <laughs> so it was very silly. Um, but we went and hung out, and um, and that was really fun. And now Andy's going to come with me to Oxnard supposedly, and I'm pretty psyched about that. 
because we might cool. go to dinner before and then hang out. And then I think that they're, Brian's just going to, they're going to drive to Vegas tonight because he lives in Las Vegas. Oh, wow. So his drive, he has a driver that's going to drive him? Yeah, uh, in his bus. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a bus that has essentially just a, a just a, like a little suite in the back. And then there's bunk beds for the rest of us. Yeah. And uh, Gary Cannon came last night. Uh, and he's crashed out in one of the bunk beds overnight. Cannon? Yeah. <laughs> all right. I love it. All the, and all it, of it, comedy's best Garys are showing up. All the Garys. <laughs> Gary Lucy did not show up. I will say. <laughs> That Gary Cannon, for some reason, so Brian was asking because Gary does Gary Cannon does a lot of warm up stuff, yes. and um, he went warm up on Conan for a long time. Yeah, and so Brian says to me, "Have you ever done warm up?" And I was like, "Once." And Gary Cannon goes, "Ricky Lake, you did warm up for Ricky Lake," and I was like, "How do you? I don't even remember who I was doing warm up for. All I know is a daytime, but it did it show, and it was a nightmare. And when I was done doing it, they said we probably won't have you back. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, fair enough. This was a yeah. disaster because <laughs> I didn't. It's a learned skill, right? I yeah. always when I talk to Brody Stevens about it because he yeah. used to do it and um. Though his his attitude eventually was hilarious. Like I think the way he finally got it, because when he first started doing it, he would come to Lulu's and do sets, Brody, and um, he was so tired and so sick of placating audience members, he would just attack the audience. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and the yes. audience was like, "We are not the we are not the just because you just spent seven hours." You know, <laughs> trying oh to God. wrangle sports center people audiences. <laughs> it's not my fault. Right. And but eventually he um Gary Cannon actually said that uh, Brody would threaten to kick people out if they weren't enthusiastic enough. <laughs> I love it. Conan was a sweet gig for the warm ups because they just did like twenty minutes up front and left. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was a set. You got to actually yeah. do a set and then leave. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, Pardo yeah, I did like, it for a couple of years too, didn't he? Yeah, for a long time. It was a Monday through Thursday. Then you had your weekend gigs. I'm like, Jesus, get sign me up for that one too. Right, right. Um, mm-hmm. that's cool. Um, I uh, I just I I've done I I've been in a van with uh, Atsuko, uh, Okatsu, and Ryan, her husband, a couple times, and we did. This was an advanced story, actually, but we we were both doing like promo, like uh, for the digital stuff. Oh, right. For, uh, yeah, yeah. For, uh, uh, the festival, and so I was finishing up my interview, and she was coming in, and she sat down, and it was kind of sweet because she, you know, she's been doing a shitload of promo, right? So she's exhausted, and she just sat down, and Ryan just told everyone her name is pronounced Atsuko Okatsu. <laughs> Yeah, and, and uh, he made the announcement, and he—that's yeah, awesome. Like, he didn't have to. I was like, you know what? That's worth having a husband for. I think <laughs> to have someone take care of these things that exhaust you and tire you out. Uh, I thought that was really sweet. Um, and then, uh, and everyone uh, pronounced her name correctly. Um, yeah. And then what else? Oh, uh, and then I, we just finished. We did a reductress panel. Um, do you know the website Reductress? It's uh, I've it's seen it. I don't. I forget. Yeah, yeah, they have a lot of. They put a lot of stuff out on Twitter, and uh, it's it's uh, 
female, a feminist, you know, female oriented yep. female writers. And, um, really funny. So we just were on a panel with, uh, with Sarah who runs it and, uh, Courtney Gilmore, who's also a writer for it. And a Canadian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know. I know Courtney. She's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, so was, that was kind of fun. That was, uh, that was my daytime activity today. Okay. I'm going to go work out after this one and then, uh, huddle up and go over my shit and, um, do another set tonight at the comedy bar. Did you, you run into Osco, uh, do that thing where you drop. Can you do that thing where you drop? You know, that thing that she does. I know what it is. And, um, I, 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 I meant to do it at moon tower and I forgot. It, Plus I don't know if I'd be able to get up. It's a, <laughs> It depends. My knees go in and out of being <laughs> like oh. I yesterday I walked two miles to a swimming pool at mm-hmm. Garrison Park and the pool was bananas. Um, there was uh, I don't know if this might not mean anything to you, but our swimming listeners will understand what I'm <laughs> talking about. They had lane ropes for every other lane. So you had to swim down one half of the lane and then swim up the other. So it's it's a very it's. You could have fit twice as many people in the pool had you put in all the lane rooms, right? So it's it's wavy, it's madness, it's so people are getting the fast lane is like fifteen feet wide, and er, people are self evaluating if they're fast and. (laughs) But whatever, I got my swim in. But just walking two miles, my knee hurts so much at the end of the two mile walk. I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. Why? I don't understand, and not by. Not my other knee, just one knee. And, uh, but by the time I got out of the pool, it felt better maybe. And I was like, oh no, it's just a gravity thing. You know, if I'm not, if I'm in water, it, it, there's no weight pulling on it. Right. And, what, and maybe you got to stretch it a little bit before. I guess, yeah. I guess. But I, I don't want did, did you have to... to be a problem in my life. Okay? No. And did you walk back? I did. And it was okay? Yeah. No, it hurt again. And then Oh, it, it hurt again. You know, I don't have a bathtub. There's a bathtub here, and I got some Epsom salts. And uh, yes, felt good. Yeah, yeah, it does. Felt good. That's good times. Um, I was thinking, you know, my sister. So it's my sister's birthday, the twenty seventh, and Ah. uh, she does for her birth for her own birthday. She takes herself to the nerdiest convention ever created. It's a talking head political pundit. I saw convention. her from that about seeing Soledad O'Brien. And I'm like, what are you doing there? <laughs> she lovely, lovely loves. It is, I don't even know if there's a hall C. I don't know what the merch situation is like. But <laughs> she goes and she's like, I'm going to get to see Liz Cheney today. And I was like, oh, Ew. weird. And every name she says, I'm like, I vaguely know that name. And yeah. so, but she takes, it's in Austin. It's It's like. It's sponsored by like the Texas Tribune or something. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And so it's three or four days of just watching nerds like political pundits it's like talk. Moon Tower for politics, basically. Yeah, yeah. it's Comic Con for for uh, political podcast nerds. And I was thinking you might actually enjoy that just because you know how all those but it all those people are. And but I don't know that you would ever want to go to a con. Know. I'm not really sure. I mean, I've never. Uh, I'm used. I'm used to being talent, Jackie, not audience. <laughs> I don't wow. know that I can make this. Did you shit. just call yourself talent? That's a line from Ground. I was day. referred to talent a couple times today, and I'm like, you know what? I like this. <laughs> <laughs> More calling me talent. 
I like um, it. That's hilarious. So, so yesterday, I took down a tweet. Okay, I started getting some heat for a tweet. Heat for a tweet. Like, I'm like, you know what? This I stand by my tweet, but <laughs> it's probably something for conversation in a long car drive and not yeah. for Twitter. You know, when you okay. go, oh, yeah, this is I miss that. who don't yeah. know me, who don't like this topic, and but if we were trapped in a car, I would, you know, bring it up and keep poking you about it. Okay? Was it Israel? Was it Israel? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's, yeah, not a chance. You know, anyway. I was, I was, okay, you know, specul- Hunter Biden is a lot. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So. Oh, it wasn't the one about his brother. Yeah. You took that well, down? Yeah, because here's, I, I just was like, if, when you look at that family dynamic, I feel like I've seen this movie where the, okay, so Bo Biden is the brother who died of, a brain cancer possibly caused by the burn pits he was near in Iraq. Okay, hard to tell, but I mean, what right. are the odds? Um, and he's like, he was the one that's like, he was on the track, the success track, right? You know, marriage, stable marriage, stable guy, um, attorney general of Delaware, you know, like marching towards presidency. That's what right. it felt like, right? Right, it was, because all those families are all... Legacy yeah. families, right? right? So they're exactly. just, yeah, okay. Yeah. And then Hunter, not, right? Hunter, yeah. Hunter's a different guy, right? Yeah. So, of course, and Bo Biden dies of this terrible brain cancer. And so Hunter's the surviving brother. And it feels, it feel, I swear to God, I've seen a movie where the, the survivor is like, you know, saying to his dad, do you love so-and-so? But, you know, like, I'm like, this story is it's their actual lives, but it's a, it's a, an iconic story. Right. Just, feels... I'm like, I'm like, is this Shakespeare or Greek, Greek drama? Is it Neil Simon? Is it funny in a way? Right. You right. But what is it? And so, um, and, but you know, honestly, maybe that's just a conversation for the car and not just what, what were, were people were, people were like, Oh, Hunter Biden's the best or what were they? Okay, so the, the, what were the responses to oh, that? A lot of people um, that I know were like, Hunter Biden is an addict. He's doing his best. He had brain trauma from the car accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, I, I I, understand that. Right, right. Okay, got it. And, and you know what? Maybe he'd even see this tweet and he, somehow it would get in front of him. And I actually don't want Too soon, you know, too soon. So, some of well, that. Also, you know, you think of people like these celebrities or people in these stories, they're, they're players in this drama that's going on in front of you, 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 the viewer, the person, and you don't actually expect to interact with any of them. Right. Right. Okay. So I'm like, yeah, I'll take it down. That's fine. I get it. I understand, but it's like in, in the same, in the same feed on Twitter, there's people, you know, quote tweeting Don Jr., they're going, this guy's on crack. He's on cocaine. Ha, ha, ha. He's, and it's like, oh, yeah, so he the same. Is. yeah, he probably is. Now, here's what we know about his parents, Don Jr. Don Jr.'s a piece of shit, okay? But his, both of his parents physically beat him. And uh, he was raised by awful people. So, the, like, it's just so weird. This, this I, I got hit by a lot of, you should have more empathy for Hunter Biden. How dare you make this tweet? By people who probably are also quote tweeting, look at this fucking addict snorting whatever he's saying and talking about his dad. Like, right. they're both characters. 
right. in our in the play that we Americans are watching. Okay. Right. They're both sons of presidents. They're both fucked up. Mm-hmm. And um I, I you know, to me I, I feel like treating them equally as like incredible, weird, crazy spectacles of, of a of a presidency. And um it seemed you know, I, I understand why no one has any empathy for Don Jr. because he's garbage. And I'm sure Hunter Biden, he seems fun and nice and stuff. But I'm not supposed to make a joke when the president's son goes naked down a water slide with two hookers. I'm supposed to have empathy. I can't make a joke. What the fuck? Well, you know, and the difference, part of the difference is that Hunter Biden, of course, 52 years old. And um, Eric Trump or the other one. They're like the shit. He's like in his late forties. Well, Eric is thirty-eight, supposedly, right? I I don't know. I don't know their ages. Yeah, I think that, but they're his forties. But I I mean, okay, you know, it's like no, no, you're you're entirely correct. You are you, yeah, yeah. The 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 you're supposed to have sympathy for one and not the other, and and they're both they both have the same horrible problems, except for that Joe Biden's not a monster. Like, right. uh, like douchebag, uh, knob job. But, um, so yeah, it was just, so it you was just, just pulled like, it down. Yeah. I pulled it down cause I, I, I'm getting a lot of, I was very disappointed. You know, I am uncomfortable with this take. It's like, but okay. But, I mean, again, I, 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 I see where people are like, Hey, have some empathy for him. I do Poor what happened to him and his family is horrible. Um, but it's just, it was just interesting that, that I, I got a lot of people disappointed in me for, you know, some Hunter Biden's, uh, slams and no one ever been disappointed when I slammed one of the Trump kids who were raised by monsters. I wonder, yes. And I wonder this as a lateral, lateral topic is, um, if you're 52 years old and you come from muckety muck legacy, fabulously wealthy people. And has Hunter Tom- Hunter Thompson has Hunter S. Thompson never been no has has Hunter Biden never been to therapy like <laughs> rehab or therapy or I mean he's got silver I, spoons coming out of every orifice you would think yeah. that they would de- they would kidnap him and throw him into a deprogramming you know thing at the very least I think he's been to the therapies and it seems like and he the has. rehabs Becky this guy like he he married he was wait he hooked up with his brother's widow, okay? Ooh, Hunter? Yeah, yeah. Bo's widow. They were out for a little while, okay? Oh, wow. Then he gets some, he, he got somebody in Arkansas pregnant, like kind of like a like a quickie. So he has a child from that marriage. He has a ch- children from, it's like, he is a mess, okay? Yeah. And I'm, yeah, I'm supposed to meet a professional comedy writer. <laughs> I'm already not making jokes about people's appearance, okay? But yep. this actual behavior, I'm not allowed to make fun of. Right, there's right? money on the table. You don't pick that up? What are you, nuts? And uh, so you just want to taste a little bit of the big? Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, that's that's nuts. Uh, yeah. I don't, you know, there's no, you know, maybe we all just got to write jokes about giraffes. I don't know. Well, it's no, here's the here's... <laughs> but um, the thing is, is also Twitter is a different audience than your club audience, you know, and your club audience, you get a feel for them and your Twitter audience, a lot of them have, they don't know you, they just see your little words. And if you haven't cr- put all the nuance into every single tweet, 
yeah. they're gonna be like, uh, "This tweets. This is very disappointing. I'm disappointed <laughs> that you would tweet this." Yeah, I'm disappointed that it didn't do better. How about that? How about <laughs> I get out? It's. Uh... I I only took it down because I was like, "All right, it could get in front of him," and I, you know, I am spec. Whatever. It's this. This is a conversation. It's not a tweet I, because I found myself the last couple of days. Literally, just you know, I, I'm, I'm looking at tweets. I'm scrolling, and yeah. then someone will say something. I'll see a really kind of pointed, good point about the of the world or some political thing or some social thing, um, and I will retweet it, and um, and then in the responses, there'll be some dingbat who is taking, who, who is just like being mean to the person who tweeted the thing that made sense. And I, in the last couple of days, have been like, oh, I will be writing a tome response to this, and if you don't get it, I will block you. And I was like, hey, do you handed out assignments here? What are you doing? And, um, but I uh, I have been feeling like I'm not that I'm that I'm that I'm not that I'm not being super nice on Twitter the last couple of days. I'm just uh, I'm tired. Yeah, we're all tired. <laughs> hey, let's take a break, and okay. but you should all come back because we'll have more energy after this yeah. break. Hi, I'm Hal Loveland. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. And we are the hosts of We Got This with Mark and Hal, the weekly show where we settle the debates that are most important to you. That's right. What arguments are you and your friends having that you just can't settle? Apples or oranges? Marvel or DC? Fork versus spoon? Chocolate or vanilla? Best bagel? What's the best Disney song? We Got This with Mark and Hal. Every week on Maximum Fun, we do the arguing so you don't have to. Oh, all answers are final for all people for all time. We Got This! Jackie Cation here. Tired of the same old game nights? That you don't that's that's on you. Mix it up. Looking for a fun new activity to do with your family, your partner, your friends, or oh by yourself. Wow, this is a solo game too. That's awesome. Hunt the killer. Hunt it's called Hunt a Killer, and it's for you. You solve a murder, you hunt a killer. You get to be the detective. That's right. You sort through evidence, piece together clues, solve the case with immersive murder mystery game. The games come with dossiers, dossiers, hello, a map, evidence, and more to help you crack an unsolved case. There's dozens of standalone mysteries, or you can subscribe uh, to an immersive multi-part crime case. Oh, you know I'll play it. Yeah, because you want to join the hunt. I love a murder mystery, so join the hunt today. So if you go to huntakiller.com slash Jackie Laurie and use the code Jackie Laurie, you get $10 off your purchase. That's huntakiller.com slash Jackie Laurie. I love hunting killers. I love being the detective. I watch all of those shows. I read all of those books. I want to play this game. Huntakiller.com. Jackie Laurie for $10 off your purchase. And what about the comic of the week? Oh, it's our it's our uh, friend OG, Nancy Ryan. She's OG. The- Nancy Ryan on Twitter, which she, she apparently barely uses because smartly, I'm going to add, yeah. her, last, uh, her last tweet was August of 2020 uh, on Instagram. But she's uh, she was a, a an East Coast comic for a really long time. I, know, I met her in New York, and I'm not sure she's from New York or maybe Boston, but she's she's an East Coaster for a long time. She's married to John Bazaar. Do you know John Bazaar? Not offhand, but who is he? 
he's a comic. You've okay. seen that shot. He was all over. He worked every single club in the 80s and 90s. You've seen his headshot. I, I, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure I have. Like yeah. His name is uh, so familiar that I'm sure I've met him. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're married, and she is, last I checked, last week I checked, she was uh, she was doing, she was working at a burlesque show at the Flamingo Hotel, like doing, oh, wow. I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, you know, in between or whatever. I'm not really sure, but it's a regular gig. You get to do your time and then you know, do your fucking whatever other spots you want to do afterwards. It seems like if you, you, if you want to stay in Vegas, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of paid work once you. Well, didn't Ron Vibe move there and he's getting, and he's, he's, he's working out of it and he's flying out of it, which I guess is a lot easier. Um, Yeah. Don't mention the airport to me for one more. Uh, Okay. One more. Sensitive to it. (laughs) Okay. So, Last week, so this, so this, this very week, right? Which I like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm with Regan. Monday, yeah. Tuesday, I Monday I did the belly room for Felicia Michaels. I did that Age Against the Machine. Yeah, and and then I did that late night um, third wheel. Yeah, uh, which is Peter. also an open mic. Um, yeah. So, but it's got one 10, 15 minute spot that's paid. You know. Yeah. Paid a couple, pays a couple of bucks, and then there's they give out ten minute sets, and you know they do lottery like the improv uh, open mic where everybody puts their name and then you they pick it as you go, and then at the end of the night they pick one, you got a guaranteed spot next week. But they're oh, ten, yeah, but they're ten minute spots, and there's eight of them, and I was like, oh, I would go to this if I, and I wanted to stay, and yeah. then at, and that's from eight to ten, and then from ten to wait. Wait, that's wait, that's yeah. from ten to ten to midnight. Yeah. And then from and midnight to two, there are three to five minute spots that they don't run. It's a different open mic. Wow. And and I and it's great for people whose day jobs are like service industry, right? They work at a, yeah. a bar or a hotel or whatever, they get off late. For sure, of course. And I was talking to Bamford and I was like, I wanted to stay, but I was so tired. And all these comics that were hanging out doing these tens and then obviously doing these fives later, three to fives are in their twenties and thirties. And Marie's like, remember in your twenties and thirties, how much energy we had for open mics. And I was like, I really did. I like, I could work a day job and then go do a mic or two and then go home and do it again. And I can't, I can't do it anymore, but it was, it was really cool. The weird thing is, so I go to do the belly room at the comedy store. And so I look for parking. It's always a thing. The parking cannot find it. Both lots within, within like two blocks each way are full. Um, There is that lot that's straight up that uh, is 20 bucks, but you could also now uh, 16, 16, 16. Okay. okay. So, but it's 20, it's 18 to valet park. Oh, okay. So guess who has $4? Uh, so I pull up and I valet park at the, at the, the hotel, which is, which is what that's attached to. I get out of my, I get out of the car. I walk to the valet room and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to want a soda. And so I'm, I forgot my wallet. I don't have my oh, wallet. No. Right. I don't know my wallet. I don't know if the valet takes Apple Pay. And oh, uh, no. so I'm a little twitchy. And so I run by at least six comics who say my name. And and I have that thing where I don't know anybody's face anyway. And I'm just like, 
I, I gotta find Felicia. And so I go up and I, I find Felicia and I'm like, Felicia, I need money. I can Venmo you money, but you have to give me some cash because I don't have any. And she's like, well, what do you need? I said, well, I have another set after this. So I genuinely need like a hundred dollars. Like I get, I get twitchy. What? A hundred dollars? And I was like, if I don't have any money, I literally, well, it's 20. And then I don't know if I'm going to have to pay another 20 for the, for the other place to park. Yeah. And then I, uh, I have, I, I have money issues anyway so she goes and i'm like and uh and so then i have to figure out her bedbo but uh at least i calmed down <laughs> calmed down afterwards and i oh and i uh and the show was very fun yeah mark, mark brazil was there he was hilarious um it was it was a great lineup uh and yeah. i had to leave for my next show but i so i didn't get to see doug benson but doug benson he's grown his hair out his hair is beautiful he has really? long locks. Yeah, no, long black hair. Yeah, it is gorgeous. He's and, finally looking like a stoner. Finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's he's made the commitment. He might be smoking <laughs> a little more pot. That's actually physically impossible. But uh, but then the next night I do I have a set. Oh, for Liam Liam uh, McAdini. Yeah. Uh, uh, at the Improv, and so I go to the Improv. I say hi to people. I say hi to Rita. Um, Aaron is there. And yes. um, by the way, so at the belly room, I walk up and I'm twitchy about no money, no wallet. And Emily comes up to me, who books the the comedy store. And she's like, Jackie, it's Emily. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And so we hug and I, I, whatever. And then the next night I go and I'm in the I'm in the bar and Aaron comes up to me and I'm like, hey. And she goes, Jackie, it's Aaron. And I'm like, oh, yeah, all right. <laughs> but I don't see these people for years. Like, yeah, and right. But Aaron said to me, she said, um, there was a guy, a, a younger comic who was talking to me. And I'll tell you about that in a second. But the Aaron was like, um said something, he, he was really sad, so I introduced him to Aaron uh, in an effort to make him less sad, the young comic that I was talking to. Right. And so, um, the, and I said, uh, and I mentioned something about that, that email blunder she made. Oh, yeah. Where she didn't do BCC, she CC'd. And she goes, um, I said something about a, something about a mistake, an email mistake, and she said, "Oh, did you see that? I can't believe I did it." And I said, "It's and the and the kid looks at me, the guy looks at me, and I go, it was a BCCCC error." And she goes, "Oh, not that one. It was a new one." And I was like, "What was it?" And she was like, "I have to go." And uh, <laughs> oh, no. she oh, came back. I, right, right. I don't know what it was. And uh, I know, boo. I, I have half a story. I'm so sorry. Uh, but the rest of the story is this young man in like early 30s, right? Late 20s, early 30s, very handsome. Yeah. And uh, telling me that he, but he told me that we had done a show together. And I, of course, I'm like, of course we did. Of course we did. I'm sure we're, we ch he was like, we chatted. We were on the rooftop. Uh, so, hey, if anybody wants to pretend that they know me, you can. Because he did it. We had never met. He didn't do that show. And uh, he just approached me and just said that we knew each other. And so we're talking, and he's telling me that he's living in his car, and he just lost his his job, and, it's, and he's bumming. And I was like, 
oh, that is a drag, man. And then uh, people come over, uh, Aaron comes over, other comics come, and, and I'm like, well, I gotta go do a set, uh, but I'm keeping an eye on my watch. He starts the next round. He had been in jail in Brisbane, Australia three months earlier, uh, or last year for three months, something like that. And uh, he paid off all of his debt, and then he got in a bunch of other debt, and so he starts another round of stories. And then uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, I have to go do my set. I'm so sorry. And he's like, oh, I thought we were talking. And, uh, and I was like, no, I know. So I go into the, the, the lab, and I do my set. I come back, uh, and I'm the two people who booked the, the room that he said that we met at are there. And I, was like, and I was like, oh, do you remember this guy? And uh, this is where we met. And I, we worked together at your show. That's so weird that you're here. And, and he turns around and bugs off. And she, the woman who books it goes, I don't know him. He's never worked <gasps> our room. And oh I was like, oh, that's so weird. He also told me that he opened for Bill Burr last month. And uh, and so I go to Dubai said I come back out. And she's like, he didn't open for Bill Burr. He was on a lineup with Bill Burr uh, in L.A. And oh, I was like, no. It's like pathological lying. And I was like, I don't even know what to do with that. So I look in a hot room in less than a year. Stay friends. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. He could fill rooms. So I go up to said pathological liar. I knew he would be successful. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it was, he comes up and he starts telling me again about some other problem. And finally, I was like, you know, I got to go home. I have an early morning tomorrow. I got to figure out some stuff. And he was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, do you want a hug? And so I, I don't know. I don't know. I gave him a hug. And so I. Um, he wanted you to take him home, Jackie. Karen Kilgariff told me that he wanted money. And she was like, did he pick your pocket? And uh, because. Wait, and is I, that why you lost your phone? Or is this no, no, that, that was the next night. It was the next okay. night. The next, the, uh, my wallet. But uh, the. No, the I found my wallet. So, but the, I just left it. So, but I was like, oh, I bet you he he might have wanted money. I don't know what he wanted. All I know is that so I hug him, and then we're all kind of standing there, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go, but my my car is in that lot, and I don't think he, I don't necessarily know he's creepy, but I know he's a pathological liar now, so I don't necessarily want him to walk me to my car. No. So, I talked to the other booker, the couple, and I'm like, where's your car? And I made them walk me to my car. Oh. And, uh, yeah. So it was a weird, uh, but I've decided that uh, I I might be a Soviet dead letter drop. You know, <laughs> I mean, I might be so clueless that I could be like one of those spy dead drops. Where someone, <laughs> somebody leaves something in my pocket and then somebody else would come by and say, can I get a hug? And then they'll pick it up. And then oh all of a God. sudden, uh, I'm uh, somehow in charge of cryptocurrency. You're being you're being <laughs> executed. <laughs> um, that's how? my story. Oh, well, hey, let's take a quick break. Most game shows quiz contestants about topics they don't even care about. But for more than 100 episodes, the Go Fact Yourself podcast has asked celebrity guests trivia about topics they choose for themselves. And introduced them to some of their personal heroes along the way. Oh my gosh. Shut up. <laughs> oh, I feel like I'm going to cry. Oh my stuff. <laughs> it's so exciting. Join me, Jake Heath Van Stratton. And me, Helen Hong. Along with guests like DJ Jazzy Jeff, Yardley Smith, 
Roxanne Gay, and so many more on the Trivia Game Show podcast, Go Fact Yourself. Twice a month, every month on Maximum Fun. Oh, so then I was in a, I was sitting in a green room, you know, not conversing, just listening. Just um, comics were sharing stories about opening for gigantic acts in stadiums. Oh, my God. And I wow. uh, was silent because I didn't have a story. Right. And uh, I was depressed because I <laughs> never will have that story. Because here's what I've, I, I, this is what I've gleaned. There, a lot of the comics that work stadiums also play music, right? And what they, what they'll do. Who? Uh, names. Type me some. Oh, it's it, it, Jackie. These are people you know. Hold on. I know, but I have to turn my phone, my iPad around to chat. It's right. um, uh, wait, where's my chat? Well, this is um, not worth. Okay. Okay, whatever. Okay. Tell me later. And no, then, tell me and now. Then, oh, oh, good. Hmm. Oh, you know what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Those guys are musical. What? Don't yeah. you? Yes. That's yes. Weird. All right. This, this I do. I know that a lot of male comics want to be rock stars, and I'm so yes. sorry. Okay. That's what it is. So okay. What they want, and it's, and it's, they they also perform on their comedy shows. They they perform music like like um, but they want someone they can jam with on the road. Okay. So what I'm saying is my advice to young comics listening: <laughs> pick up an instrument and um, a headliner who plays moderately well to poorly. <laughs> will take you on the road because they'll want to jam with you. Wow. Okay? Yeah. Because it's boring on the road. All right? So It is it, boring on the road. And yes. Heaven forbid they get any sort of personal. Yeah. No, don't get a flute. Don't pick. Don't get a wind <laughs> instrument. You need to get a guitar. Or I drums? Rhythm gets, no, a Casio? How about a roll-up no. Casio? A roll-up uh, Jackie, I said guitar. These kids need to be learning to play guitar. Um, so, and then I was like, "Yeah, all right." And then I, it, it just felt like, you know, how do I say this? <laughs> I say you just blurt it. I yeah. think some older. It's great that they're giving younger comics opportunities. That's really cool. But I also feel like they're kind of bringing younger comics with them to make themselves look younger, right? Okay. All I think, that's all I was like. Oh, I'm never going to be asked by these guys to be but a you, it's because so, I'm the same age as them. Right. And what about this though? And I can't believe that. I I know that that second guy did one stadium, and it yeah. was. And I'm told it was a third full, but he enjoyed himself uh, dearly. And uh, but the other guy I did not know that he did does stadium. I don't know. Whatever. A big gigantic room with okay. tons of people that doesn't okay. look like Gilmart. Okay. okay. <laughs> or me. But here's my here's here's what you should have done. Over the last ten years or more, you have met more famous people than they will ever know. Mm-hmm. Like you throw the Conan you throw those Conan guests at them and what? you know you have you have more no, famous you people think stories than guests? I don't you could. Guests. No, you I didn't. could have not no, one. No. Not one. No. You have no good guest story from Conan. What do you mean a good... Oh, you mean it's just to, to add to the stories? Yeah. yeah. 
No, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> well, I, you should work on those because I bet you uh, do. Like if you cull through no. some of your green room stories, you got to have good green room stories Here's, for you. How come you don't no. have good green room stories? You know what? Because I don't want to hear about your career in a green room. <laughs> I don't want to hear that's going wrong, okay? And then the next night I was with someone who, who had some going wrong stories. And I'm like, these are my people. The other comics <laughs> that are like, these are the cool things that are happening. I don't want to hear that. No one wants no. to hear that in a green well, room. Well, don't. But there are, yeah, I mean, granted, there are better. I mean, my favorite stories are the stories where, you know, like Leno is like, if you could get him started. I came in one time that I was like, Start the story over, goddammit. Because uh, it was a story of him performing live in 1971 at an outdoor rock concert opening for, like, a band. Maybe even the band. <laughs> like, it was 1971. And uh, his mic came unplugged, and it was a disaster. And it was a great story. And those are the stories. You're right. Those are the stories I want to hear. Yeah. I don't want to hear that you just signed with APA. Congratulations. Tell your Thank mom. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. That's I what I, when I when I was saying people that are optimistic about comedy, that's what oh. I was talking about. It's that oh everything's going up. Uh, I'm just climbing a ladder that's going to continue to go up. And let me tell you about what step I'm on. And it's like I don't know. I've seen too many steps. I've been up and down the ladder. I know what's coming, or maybe it's not coming, but it'll be something different. And I've just and your knee that, hurts. No, then my knee no. hurts. <laughs> I wasn't, uh, I wasn't doing a drop challenge. I was walking. Okay. Yep. yep. So being around that energy is draining for me. Being yeah. around negative energy is relaxing to me. <laughs> I think it was, uh, I think, uh, what, what was the story? Cause Brian was telling some story of the first gig he got yeah. and how he, he had been told that like, coconuts or something you know he's in miami it's yeah. the tw it's back in the day yeah and somebody says hey there's a new club 120 miles from here they're hiring comics you should call he's six months in right and so he calls the the owner booker me and he says well you know i do comedy uh i was i heard your your book of comedy the guy goes well, uh, where do you work? And he was like, well, I work at the, I think it's a comic strip at in Miami, whatever the, the, the big club in 1984 was, whatever, right? And, um, and the guy's impressed. So he goes, well, I, yeah, I could probably have you this Friday. Uh, what do you charge? And he had never done a paid gig. And so he was like, I don't know, like $75? And uh, the guy said, well, hang on a second. He was like, oh, I, I highballed myself. I should have said 50. I should have said I'll do it myself. And uh, I said, I do it for nothing. And the guy comes back after a couple of minutes. He goes, I'll give you $100 in a hotel room. Oh, my and, God. And um, so he was like, that's when Brian Regan realized he wasn't good at negotiation. And <laughs> that's what they're paying now. <laughs> right, right. And no hotel room. Yeah, <laughs> and, right. And, exactly. and he had to do 30. So... I did, um, so I did a show last, and then I tweeted about this, and uh, everyone was like, who are you talking about? But it was, so there's several, there's several comedians now that are the children of famous comedians, right? Oh, right. That are doing comedy. And so 
one of them, and he's funny. It's it's, uh, but I I was just looking at it as a point of view of the mother of a mother a, a comic who's made jokes about her son for a long time, right? So yep. he had a bit about his dad's bit about him. Oh, weird! <laughs> I was like, no, this can't happen. <laughs> I can't allow this. Like, I need we need to make that illegal, right? Uh, you cannot, you cannot break down your parents' bit about you on stage, right? Right. That is that is pretty brutal. Are you working this week? When are you coming home? Uh, Tuesday. Uh, okay. Whatever I have is just local stuff in LA. I am doing a benefit on Thursday. Bill Dwyer called me because he was like, "You know that we're doing this benefit on Thursday in Palmdale," and I was mm-hmm. like, "Where is Palmdale?" And uh, he's like, not close. <laughs> and I said, how did I, how did I say that I'd do that? He was like, well, it's for literacy. And I'm like, oh, that's why. <laughs> and uh, so we're going to carpool, Bill Dwyer and I. And uh, um, that's Thursday night. And then Friday, I'm doing a Zoom show, KO Comedy. Cool. Sammy. And uh, I think it's KOComedy.com. Is that what it probably is? Mm-hmm. But it's a Zoom show. And it's nice. It's San Francisco comics, but all over the country. So I think it probably starts at seven or eight. That's so, good. Yeah. Uh, I, on October eighth, so that's two weeks. That's my anniversary. Milwaukee, and uh, I'm doing the Milwaukee Comedy Festival. It's a Sunday night show. I am doing the Minneapolis Comedy Festival called Ten Thousand Laughs, October seventh and eighth. Wait, then mine's the ninth because seventh and eighth is the weekend. Mine's the ninth. Yeah. Okay. The following weekend, I'll be in New York doing spots at the stand on the nice. 13th. So if you're in New York, come to the stand. Yeah, yeah. Where, where are we at here, Kyle? We're just about there, actually. Pretty close? Yeah. You got any sets this week? <laughs> I don't even know. I didn't even think to look. Yeah, yeah. Hope so. Yeah. We all hope so. <laughs> I, I have like nine new premises and I can't do any of them in front in front of a Brian Regan crowd because first of all, they're not done enough. It's not fair to 1200 people <laughs> and uh, I'm not Brian Regan. So, uh, <laughs> so don't do your brand new weirdo bits uh, in front of that. And then. Um, no, this is a money week. Yeah, that's what this is for sure. A money week and then get to watch the. One of the very best, my friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to go be jealous alone then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.